Welcome to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner. Our world is in big trouble and we are in it up to our souls. Be alert because Satan is not done attacking you yet. We need to learn from God's word how to fight the spiritual war that each of us is engaged in today. So let's join our lesson today. Praise the Lord. I thank God for being here today. Let's have some prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, Lord. Thank you, Father, for blessing us that we were able to make this trip safely. We pray to Lord, that you see us home safely. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for being there when we didn't know you were there. Thank you for being so merciful for us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask uh, Evangelist Turner as she would read John 14 and 12, uh, Mark, uh, uh, Matthew's rather, 12 and 26, uh, Mark 9, 28 and 29. Amen. Praise God. Our first one going to be Matthew 12 and 26. And it reads, And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Praise God. Amen. And Mark 12 and 20. Uh, Mark 9, 28 through 29. And it says, And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we? Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Last verse, praise God, John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go into my Father, unto my Father. Amen. Amen. You know, God, uh, Jesus had just a few years to do his work, the assignment that he was sent here to do. So the reason they're using this term, we should do greater works, uh, a lot more is really what's meant here is because we have more time. Generally, we uh, will consider uh, working in the Lord for a number of years, maybe even up to, to, to 60 years past the time that uh, Jesus had here. So we'd be able to accomplish a lot more in the time limit that we have. But we're grateful, you know. It's not that we're teaching that you have the powers that uh, Jesus had, because Jesus is the Son of God. And we understand now that, uh, that the works we do we have to do these things in Jesus' name, not by our power, but in Jesus' name. You know, um, self-deliverance is our subject today. But, you know, I want to talk to some of you uh, senior citizens, uh, those that are uh, 50 and above, praise God, about some things that could be coming against you. And uh, a lot of times we want to say the devil is responsible. And I know he's responsible for a lot of things. 
For some things, we may be responsible for ourselves. It's simply uh, what I'm trying to say is to you is examine yourself. When you're having problems, and this word that everybody's talking about today, uh, uh, sciatic, sciatic pains that stem from the back, the upper part of your hip, especially down to your toes. And, you know, everybody today, you know, not everybody, but many people on TV, they're making a living, you know, talking about these little wraps that you put around your feet and uh, the wraps that you put around your legs and uh, wraps that you put around your uh, arms and claiming that they help. And I'm not saying that they don't help. But what I'm saying to you is before you invest in the look around and see what you're doing or what you're not doing that might be causing this pain uh, that uh, everybody's so adamant about, sciatic uh, uh, pain. (laughs) You know, anyway, what I would like you to do is examine yourself. You know, there's a lot of things that we could do for ourselves and uh, that we uh, might be able to help ourselves. And I want to talk to you about something that happened to me, and it lasted for about six months, I think. It seemed like six months. And I mean excruciating pain. Uh, This is before I remember that they were talking about this thing on TV so much. But I uh, had problems turning on my left side, and I would have excruciating pain when I tried to turn back to my left side uh, it was just terrible. Uh, when I, I ended up having to sleep on my back, I couldn't sleep in a fetus position, and I loved to sleep on my side in a fetus position, but I could not, no longer do that. And that bothered me for a long time. I didn't know what was going on. So um, I found that I could sleep on my back, but I would have to extend my right leg and keep it straight. And then the pain wouldn't be there. I would, I would manage to get to sleep. But it was a terrible experience. What I want to do uh, to you with you today is get you to stop and think about the simple things like your chair you sleep in, uh, you sitting, sit in. A lot of times we sleep in it too. But the chair that you sit in, you know, it's, it's good to sit. But it's not good to sit too much. You know, you can do, you can sit too much, you know. But sometimes there's other circumstances. In my case, the chair I had looked good. The color was good. But the 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 support, the 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 rubber, the 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 the, the cotton, or whatever was in this in the seat itself. Over a period of time, it had given away. So instead of me sitting on a cushion like I once did, it has shrunk. And actually, I was sitting on wood. And this wood was pressing up against a nerve in my leg. Uh, it caused pain all the way down to my toes, and excruciating pain on each side. I just couldn't imagine what was going on. 
I talk to the doctors about it, and they just kind of ignore me, you know. But uh, I don't know what happened about uh, uh, three months ago or two months ago. I guess God just gave me what to do. What happened was I remembered, and I, it just come to me, when my grandmother well, was a younger lady, but she had a padding, extra padding, put on her chair. And as a young man, a child, I wondered why she would do that. My granddad, same thing, pad his chair. Well, now I know. What happened is, apparently, that was giving them trouble too. That sciatic nerve that everybody's talking about. You have nerves that run from your back, and it affects your body all the way down to your toes. And if you sit on hard surfaces too long, it aggravates those nerves. You hear me? It aggravates those nerves. And that's what was happening to me. But like I said, God gave me, you know, I'm just sitting up there trying to figure out what's going on. I'm watching Madlock, you know, or, 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 or some Western. Uh, uh, I was trying to find at least a, a clean movie on TV, you know. And it just came to me why they do that. And then I remembered, you know, I got up and I took a look at my chair. At the part where my legs hang over, and just before you get to the buttocks, that material there, that foam rubber or cotton or whatever it was, had just deteriorated. There was no longer that protection that used to be two or three inches. It had went down to maybe a half inch. I was pretty much sitting on wood. And it just came to me, you know, maybe this is why Grandma had pads. She would, she would do. She would go and get quilts. And back in the day, those quilts was heavy. And they, they was handmade. And she would take those quilts, uh, that quilt, and she would fold that quilt so it would be the size of the chair or the area that she sits on. And she'd put that quilt on the chair. And it come to me just like that. That's probably my problem. There's something going on here, and it still hadn't come to me exactly what was going on. There's something going on here that I need to change. Now, I usually try to be thrifty with my monies. I don't have a lot of money. I'm a retired school teacher, and those of you that, that know about the salaries of school teachers, uh, they're pretty sorry back in the, in the uh, early uh, 2000s or the, uh, just before that. Uh, so what was happening is, you know, you, when you get this little money on your retirement, you've got to be thrifty with that. You know, you just can't go out and just buy things. So if you don't find it necessary to buy yourself another chair, you won't. But sometimes it's better to do what's best for you. However, I didn't go out and buy another chair. I had another chair over in another part of my house that was time to throw it out, but it had a padding in it 
a seating that would come out. You could wash the cover, and it was about three inches thick. So I took that cover, that, 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 that seating, that padding, out of the other chair, and I put it in the chair that I sit in most of the time, which raised it at least three to four inches. Inside of three weeks, I noticed that the pain was gone. Now, I know we're supposed to be talking about deliverance in Jesus' name, and when we talk about deliverance, we're talking about things that the devil calls us to do, or the devil caused to, uh, to happen to us, or lead us in the wrong direction, and sometimes they'll even invade the body. But you know, you have to learn something if you've been around 82 years or plus, or you know, you're supposed to learn something. I just want to let you know, uh, sometimes you can be too thrifty. If you can't afford a chair, fine, but get you some padding and put in your old chair. Keep your legs off of the wood, off of that solid surface that's aggravating your nerves. And when I say aggravating, I mean that sincerely from my heart, brothers and sisters. I'm talking about pain, excruciating pain. Even that word sciatic sounds bad, doesn't it? But they're talking about it all over TV. You need to find out what is causing your sciatic pain. It could be your neglect of taking care of yourself simply by buying you another chair and replacing that old chair. That could be your problem. If you're like me and your money is limited, then you could take a quilt or go down to Walmart and find your cushion that's at least two or three inches thick. And just lay it up there on top of the chair that you're presently using. And watch the pain go away. It's not going to just stop right now. But I, I'm telling you what happened to me. Inside of a month, that excruciating pain that everybody's running around screaming about now was absolutely gone. I could turn over in a fetus position on my left side and sleep at night. I can do that now. And if I feel like I want to turn over on my right side, I can do that and sleep at night. If I want to lay flat on my back and extend my legs, I can do that. What I'm saying to you is one senior to another. Protect yourself. Check yourself. Find out what may be going on in your life. Something is happening there. Maybe you can't see it. I couldn't see it. What I'm trying to say to you is help yourself simply by checking yourself. I'm going to tell you something else. That old mattress, that old mattress could be a, a, a lot of your problems. I know, I know those mattresses are expensive. And, you know, you go down there, you're going to find a good mattress, you're going to pay $800 to $1,600 for it. And you just don't have it, you know. But what are you worth? What are you worth? Sometimes we have to do for ourselves. We'll do things for everybody else. 
but we won't do for ourselves. Yeah, I, I guess I, the word is tight. I'd be tightening up on that money, and my wife is pretty strifty too, but I don't comp- con- condemn her for it because at the, at the, at the way uh, our retirement is, we have to take control of the dollar and make sure we don't overspend and go outside the, our means. But what I'm telling you, sometimes our miseries, the miseries in our body, is caused by the neglect that we have of ourselves. And I'm telling you, just simply putting that extra pad in my recliner, in my recliner, it lifted me off of that hard surface that was right there at the edge, you know, where the seat ends. It, it had worn down. It has deteriorated. But just simply putting that pad in that chair, boy, do I feel good today. I, I, I can sleep at night. I can, I, I can lay on my back, on my side, no problem. And a few months ago, I was in agony. I hope this helps somebody. I hope it does. You know, uh, I am an evangelist, and sometimes I hit pretty hard with the word. But it's not because I don't love you. I hit pretty hard with the word because that's what God said I should do. Bring the word. He says in Hosea 4 and 6, my people perish from the lack of knowledge. You understand what I'm saying? He's saying, I'm saying that basically a lot of the things that we are doing or not doing is because we don't know what to do. Certainly, if I had known that changing that pad or putting a heavier pad in my seat or lifting my legs up off of that wood would have been the answer to my problem, I would have done that. But sometimes God uh, has a problem uh, getting through to us, you know, to, to communicating, you know. And it's not, I, I believe he was trying to deal with me all of the time because I had been praying about this. You know, you know, and I believe in deliverance because I know what God has done for me. I know where he's brought me from. And you'd be surprised about the testimony that I have of the goodness of God and how far he's brought me from and the difficulties I had as a child and dreams I had as a child that I would never believe would come to pass. But by the grace of God, by the love of my God, my creator, the problems I had, God took it and used it for the best for me. And he told me this, and that's why I, I'm here every Tuesday. Stay in your lane. In other words, what assignments I gave you, Brother Turner, the sign that I gave you, the, 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 the instructions, that was given. Do that. Stay in your lane. Now that means sound doctrine. Telling people what they could do. Now I know what we talked about earlier, sciatic pains. It's not, I don't see any place in the description. But I love you. I love you if you, especially if you've been born again and, and you're saved, 
You believe in the Lord. You're giving your life to God. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Starting right there. I love you. Now, I really have a thing for all of mankind. But if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, boy, in my heart, you're really special. You just come up a couple notches. But you know what? There are greater things you can do just, by, just, just, just simply being saved, and that's what that is. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you're saved. Now, that is the beginning of the war. That is the beginning of your being saved. Now the war is on. What I'm saying to you is Satan is out there, and he does not want to lose any of his servants. He holds on. He will bless you, and he will take away too those things that he blessed you with if you move away from him and start serving God. But God will fix that too. Just believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth and get started on this road. And you're trying to get to the point where God will find you worthy of giving you, of blessing you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's the ultimate prize besides going to heaven itself. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is the ultimate gift from God. And there's different degrees of that. There's some, let's use the, term, the numbers, 1 to 10. You could be blessed with the Holy Spirit and be number one. It's stage one. And you can keep on working in the Lord and keep growing. And your love and your grace and all of the love that God, it will grow. And you can end up being number 10. Let's say that 10 is the highest you can go. But it's just not given to everybody because everybody is not going to qualify. Because everybody don't have the same abilities. But God loves us all. If the best you can do is like the thief on the cross. If that's the best you can do, Lord, forgive me. The thief on the cross I'm referring to. When you come to your kingdom, remember me. That man was saved. All right? Now, some of you are going to start right there, and you're not going to grow much further because you just don't have the ability. God loves you, and he knows that you desire to go further, but you just don't have it in you. And then there's those that will start at the first grade and go on and get their masters, their, 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 their doctrine. Easy, because they have the ability. They have those two of God's children that have the ability but just won't do it. They, they do. They have people that are really smart academically. They just don't want to challenge. They just want to slide by. In God, I would like to see everybody 
stand up and testify that they have received the baptism of, of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues, I really, but everybody's not going to be able to do that. But I'm not going to tell you that it's not necessary. But if you want to be with God, the creator, you hear me? If you want to be with God, the creator, you're going to have to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I don't mean just being saved. I know some of these preachers teach that if you just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you automatically got the Holy Ghost. But that's not true. You got to clean yourself up. You got to become more like Jesus. But what I'm trying to tell you, there is higher heights than God if you just seek it. It's, it didn't say it was going to be easy, but it's there for you. Make the sacrifices if you want to live with God. I'm talking about God, the creator, the God that took of himself and made Jesus, the God that took of himself and made the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about that God. Boy, y'all better wake up. There is more. If you desire it, you could be like the thief on the cross and just be saved. Or you can strive to be with God. And those are two different places. This is a heaven that we live on right now. It is in terrible shape. But if you read your Bible, especially over in Revelation, you find that Jesus is coming back. And he's going to fix this place up. He's going to conquer the world. He's going he's to call up all of his saints in the midst of the air. And he's going he's to clean this place up. It's going to be what it was meant to be. And that's fine if that's all you can do. And I'm thank God. If that's the best I can do, thank God. But, Lord, my desire, my desire is to be with the creator. I want to be part of the 144,000. I want to be the, I want to be the one that, 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 that crosses over. I'm telling you, I want to be with God. Maybe I will not qualify. But it won't be because I didn't try, because that's one thing God gave me is the ability to put forth my best may not be as good as yours, but it's the best I can do. And I talked to God about it. And that is what I spoke about earlier. God has taken a young man with a problem, an academic problem, and he has helped him to overcome and to be better than he thought he would ever be. That is why I'm so in my heart wants to give back. Got a little uh, uh, text from a child of God. Her name is Helen. And uh, I thank you, Helen, for reaching out. I would like to get to know you better. I'd like you to know my family. I'd like you to know where I stand in the Lord. Uh, I know it seemed that you kind of held back a little bit, and I don't blame you, because in this society we live in, it's got some terrible things going on. People claim they're saved, claim they love the Lord, but they don't like you because you're brown. They don't like you because you're white. They don't like you because you're yellow. Or they just simply don't like you because you don't look like them. 
But I tell you, those that are born again in Christ, even at the beginning of just being saved, you will have the love for those in Christ as you should have. And you would love them. You don't care what color they are. You don't care. You just appreciate the fact that they love Jesus, that they are fighting to make it through, that they're trying. They're coming on the rough side of the mountain as you are. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, to love your fellow man. And that's what God has given me. I don't see color. I, I know what is supposedly white and what's supposedly black and what's brown and yellow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can see that, but it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't. I don't see people like that. Now, you say, well, you, you must have an issue. Everybody see people like that. I really don't. I love people. I love God's people. And especially if you love the Lord, oh, man. And don't tell me you're saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, now you really got my attention, you know, because that's the ultimate prize in Christianity. That is the prize. And it doesn't, it's just not given out to everybody. You've got to work for it. You've got to meet the challenge. You've got to talk to God. You've got to plead with God. You've got to show yourself worthy. I'm telling you. And I thank God that in my 30s, God blessed me not to just be saved, but he blessed me with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of tongues. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for touching my body. That time, I really understood what the old deacons used to say, I'm glad to be among the living. I thought that was the dumbest thing when I was a young man in church. The deacons talking about glad to be among the living. Everybody walked into the church. Nobody was carried in. It wasn't a day of a funeral. But now he's talking about he, uh, that he's glad to be among the living. I didn't know that the man was saved and sanctified and his body had come alive. You have to, you have to become uh, saved and sanctified in order to know that you were once dead. What did Jesus say to his disciples? Let the dead bury the dead. He wasn't talking about a physical dead. Let the dead bury the dead. Those that don't know him, those that, 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 that has not reached that pinnacle, that has not reached that height, knowing, but you would have to already receive that in order to know that you were once dead. Huh? <laughs> I thank God. I hope to help somebody today. Uh, I thank God. Y'all pray for us over here. All right? Okay. Amen. Thank you for listening to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner of First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ located in Rocheron, Texas, 77583. It is our prayer that you will gain more spiritual knowledge from the Word of God and learn how to stay free from the strongholds of evil that come against you in your life. We welcome your tax-deductible donations sent to First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas, 77583. That's First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas. Or cash app, dollar sign FND Church. Again, cash app, dollar sign FND Church. You can also email Dr. Turner at turnerman at yahoo.com. Turnerman at yahoo.com.